0: of transition and we're moving in to not just a new year but a new decade. Isn't that amazing? 2020. And the hub is continuing. We are going to carry on and we are going to carry on strong. And I just want to share a little bit about things that I see God continuing to do and just increasing here at the hub in 2020. I want to read from Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19 to 21 and it says this, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. And I see that in 2020, this is going to be a place of revival. Who has experienced the move of God in our worship over the last year? And it's increasing. Have you sensed that? God is doing something in our midst. A while ago, one of our senior leaders traveled to Europe and he visited three cities. And when he came back, he he made a report. And he said something that really surprised me. He said to us, we here in Johannesburg, South Africa, are living under an open heaven. I was surprised because I know that I'm praying for revival all the time. And in my head, revival looks like something, okay? There's a goal I want in revival. And I'm not 100% sure exactly what that is, but it involves a lot of miracles and a lot of glory and a lot of maybe some crazy stuff that happens. But he, he made this point. He said that in one of the cities he visited, the Every Nation Church has been going for seven years. And that weekend that they were there, For the first time in the history of that seven-year-old church, an indigenous member of the church prayed in tongues. We have dozens of people every single Sunday come down and just receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit like that. And that was when I realized we are living under an open heaven. That's because for 30 years, people in this church have been contending for glory have been contending for the presence of God. It's not because of anything we've done. It's because of what's been prayed, and then it's going to carry on with us. And so when I see the image of water in this scripture, it speaks to me of the Holy Spirit being poured out in our midst. That it is God's presence with us that refreshes and renews us. I love the way it talks about jackals and owls. You've never been called a in church before, but tonight I believe that God wants us to be like jackals and owls in the desert. Why? They don't question. They don't mistrust. They simply drink and allow the water God has given them to quench their thirst. They honor Him. By simply accepting that the water is for them. They don't rush off somewhere to try and get worthy enough to drink the water. They don't make their own water to wash themselves clean to drink the water of the Lord. When it comes, they don't mistrust it. When it comes, they don't misjudge it. They just run and drink it because they know it's for them. They honor Him by receiving it with gratitude and grace and allowing it to do in them what it is meant to do. It says there that the water God has given his people is so that they can proclaim his praise. And as I've said, we've seen God come and move in our worship times in amazing ways this year. And it's only going to increase in 2020. Now the Hebrew word that is translated as praise there is the word tahila. Have you ever heard that word before? Not tequila, tequila. Although if you do drink too much tequila, you might have some of the same effects, but we want tequila, not tequila. And that word tequila literally means to sing songs. But being a Hebrew word, it has a lot of other meanings. And it means to be exuberant and over the top and crazy. But it also means to be very intimate. So it, it literally means a hymn a song of praise, but it is a very special kind of song. It is a spontaneous, unrehearsed song that just comes out of your heart, that just comes out of your soul and out of your spirit in a moment and is directed to God himself. It is intimate. It is authentic. And it is deeply personal. And so if we are going to tehillah, if we are going to let the streams of God renew and refresh and fill us, our response has to be praise. But it has to be tehillah praise. And to have tehillah praise, it means that every single one of us has to have a deeply personal experience of God. We can't just come on a Sunday and enjoy the corporate. The corporate is great. God inhabits the corporate praise of his people. He does amazing things. But I know that in my life, there've been times where I've come to Sunday and I've thought, okay, this is my worship for the week. I'm gonna do it now and I'm gonna drink it now. And then the next time I do it is when? Next Sunday. But what if my work sends me out of town? What if I'm ill? I'm going to have to crawl through the desert another week before I come back the following Sunday. And so to truly be a people of Tehillah praise, we're going to have to learn and have to keep practicing drinking streams, drinking deeply from God in a personal, authentic, intimate way every single day of our lives. In fact, this is the whole point of Christianity It's got nothing to do with coming to church on a Sunday. Come to church on Sunday. (laughs) But it's about living your life before God. It's about Him being your friend and your lover and your father. It is deeply intimate and deeply personal. And so if we want to see a place of revival increase in our midst, This is the key, I believe, for us in 2020, that each one of us take responsibility before God for our relationship with Him. And Tondo was closing worship so beautifully this evening, and and we were singing that song, We Love You, Jesus, We Love You, Jesus. It's great. The Bible says, He who loves me obeys my commands. And sometimes it takes a little bit of a process before we're in full obedience. We can't just in the week do what we want to and think what we want to and then come on Sunday and just revel in the presence of God. I mean, we can because He's that good. But the point that I'm trying to make is if we want to see this thing grow and sustain into the next generations of people that God is going to bring over the next few years to get born again in this house, we have to make sure that we love Him in obedience, that we love Him intimately, that we love Him with everything we are. You know, it talks about streams continually in the scripture. Streams are moving bodies of water. There's no dams here. Can you imagine how stupid it would be to try and build a dam in a desert? (laughs) Just as you got the water in and you turned around, it would be gone. That a stream can run through the desert continually. I've been to the Jordan River. There are parts of it that run through the desert. It's amazing. Why? Because it is moving. It has a source and it has a goal. And it keeps moving. And as it moves, it refreshes everything around it. And it never dams up and dries up. And in our lives, God longs to stream through us, through our hearts and through our souls and through our minds. God is an endless source of love and strength and inspiration. He never stops. He never stops giving. And so we need to learn how to be streams. We need to learn how to let that source continually flow from us and not allow it to be dammed up and think that we're going to store it for long enough as we need it. In 2020, we are not going to be dams. We are going to be flowing rivers. (coughs) Number two, we are going to become, and we are, and we're going to just increase on becoming a place of rich and connected community. Community is a place where I feel connected, where I have a sense of belonging, where I am helped to find purpose and meaning. We are so blessed to have a vibrant community here at The Hub. I love that over this year, I have left at 7, half past 7, no matter how late I leave, there are 50 to 100 people like visiting up a storm in that foyer. I love it. That was a vision we had. Even three or four years ago, that wasn't happening so much. There is a vibrant community here. Hebrews 10 verse 24 to 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds and not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more so as you see the day approaching. True community is lifting each other up, learning from one another and being the friend each one of us needs. True community spurs us on to what God has called and created us to be. None of us are meant to do it alone. Look at your neighbor and say, you shouldn't do it alone. <laughs> you can't do it alone. If you call yourself a child of God, if you call yourself a Christian, you are never, ever meant to do it alone. First and foremost, you better be doing it with God. God. But secondly, you better be doing it with us. And it cuts every which way. I mean, look around this room. This is who God has given you. You are who God has given them. Some of you want to go to another church now. But I can promise you, when you're sitting in those pews, you're going to realize okay, this is as glamorous as it gets. Marsha said before, we are not perfect. Can we just understand that and hold that and embrace that? But we still get to be the best we can be. And we're growing together. We're learning together. I have been a part of this house for 30 years this year. I joined in 1989. I was 17 when I joined. I turned 18 in that year. And I am here today because of this house. Yes, God, but also the people who sacrificed, who loved me, the people who looked at me and thought, oh my God, why have you brought him here and still chose to love me through it? And I'm going to be here for the next 30 years of my life because of you. We are not meant to do it. Alone. And we want every one of you in this house to fulfill your purpose, to fulfill your destiny, to be spurred on to glory and to greatness in everything you do. And we want to see your friends who visit and come and join us do exactly the same thing. And that's only going to happen through community. I believe God is going to grace us as a group to be able to create a community space that is encouraging, that is fun, that fosters love And belonging. It's going to be a space where all are welcome. And this is going to require from each of us that we participate actively and intentionally in this community. You are a part of this community. It's your choice whether you will experience it. Those people meeting there, you can be a part of them, but it's your choice. And if we're going to see it grow and increase, then each and every one of us has to allow ourselves to be seen and to be known. Each and every one of us can add value here through our faith, our presence, and our service. If you want to know where purpose starts, it it starts by serving. Just figure it out. Sign up for something. Commit to it for six months. You'll figure out if it's for you or not. If it's not for you, you say thank you so much and you sign up for the next thing. You find where you belong. And when we serve in a house, it gives us ownership of the house. When we serve in a house, we get vision and passion for what we want to see God do in that place. Purpose flows in us. And so in 2020, we are not just going to hang out, but we are going to join in. And thirdly, something this house has carried since its inception, is that I believe this is a place for young people to come and be trained in multicultural living. (laughs) We are not about representing. We are not about representing demographics and holding quotas. We are about doing life together. Siv is my best friend. And Tondo is one of my best friends. <laughs> we look totally different. I'm, I don't even want to say that. I'm like 18 years older than Siv. I don't know how much. <laughs> something like that. I mean, it shouldn't work in any way, space, shape, or form. But it does because this is what God wants. And Siv has taught me more about myself and my place in this community and this country than anybody else has. And I know I've told him something. Because we are different. We are not scared or uncomfortable in this house about having the awkward conversation. If you've ever lived through one of our Not Black Enough, Not White Enough series, thank you, Siv, you will know that that is true. That series started with Siv coming to me and saying, what do you think about white privilege? <laughs> and the two of us for three weeks, fighting, hating each other, crying, finding each other, laughing hysterically, and just opening our hearts to all kinds of new realities. We're going to keep having those awkward conversations because the church needs to do it. And we are the church. So that means you're going to get a little offended sometimes. That means you're going to feel awkward. That means you're going to go want to find a church where everybody looks like you. I promise you, you'll be back here in three weeks. I have got so used to this house. I went to Bethel Reading to their worship conference in 2012. I walked into a room. I have never seen that many white people in one space in my life. Do you know that within a day, I had found two Kenyans, a Ugandan, and they were my friends? Because this place has changed me. Revelation 7 verse 9 says this. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, united as one body before God. We are a prophetic picture to this nation. And in 2020, we're just going to continue to be. My vision, what I am praying for, and I want you to join me in praying for this house, that we are going to see every tribe, every nation, every color, every demographic, every social standing in this house. But if we're going to sustain that, if we're going to keep them, that means that you and I are going to have to be a little awkward. And when we see somebody who looks different from us, we're going to have to make a decision to walk straight up to them and say, Hi, I'm Greg. It's so good to see you. Who are you? And if we can't pronounce the name, we're going to practice until we can. Or we're going to just call them Jack. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But it's not just about color, it's about demographic and social standing. Who knows that this city is full of people who do not look or sound like us, who do not live the way we live. And that's what the scripture in Revelation is also talking about. And so the second you see somebody who doesn't look like you, and you feel like, I'm going to just step back, that is a sign from God to step out and go, hey, welcome. Welcome. It's the only way we're going to be able to do that. And every single one of us has to be a part of that. By the end of this year, we are going to see every color. I'm sorry that I'm being unpc, pc but we're going to see black and white and Indian and Asian of every persuasion in this house. Pan-African, pan-global, <laughs> because it's the picture we want to take with us to heaven. I never want to walk into heaven and be awkward about anything. You know, if you get to heaven and it's more black than white or more white than black, I don't want to be awkward with any of that. I want to go, them's my peeps. This is my space. I want to be here forever. (laughs) And so in 2020, we are not just going to be seen, but we are going to be known. Remember what I said, we are about doing life together, not just shaking hands and smiling and feeling good about ourselves, but actually getting into each other's space. And so in 2020, we're going to continue to be a place of revival. We're going to continue to be a vibrant, loving community, and we're going to continue to be a training ground for multicultural living. And Tanda, will you come and lead us in prayer, please?
1: Thank you, Greg. Great word. Can you give him a hand for that? As the book is coming up, uh, can I ask you to split into groups of three so we can pray in those groups? Try find someone you haven't said hi to.
0: <laughs> okay, should I come pray with you? Yes. We're also just a part of the hub
1: okay in our groups we're going to pray for three things one that the revival would start in us so that we can be a place that pours revival in out of us on the overflow of who god is what god is doing in us so pray for revival to start with you for this place to be a place of revival. Secondly, we're going to pray for community, that we would learn to love like Jesus did. Or Jesus does. So let's learn to be a people who love all the people Greg was speaking about. And if there are places in you that you know or struggles to love, share it to the group members and let them pray for you. And then lastly, we're going to pray that we'd continue to be a multicultural ground, where that would love people. that sanctification will be the banner over this house. Lord, we are thankful for community and the gift of loving one another. Lord, I pray that there'd be no one who feels left out, who is lonely, who is on the side, that you would add people to this family and to this body. Teach us, Lord, how to love like you did. Teach us, Lord, how to see people beyond what meets the eye. Teach us, God, to be a people who love one worship you in spirit and in truth Lord thank you that you have made us so diverse Lord may we be a people who are willing to get uncomfortable to love one another the way you command us to we are all created by you and made in your image I thank you Lord God that we are going to see people of all races and all demographics flood into this house and we will follow you Lord God in how to love and to live Lord, thank you for an amazing 2019. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for all that you've done for us and all that we have become in you and through you. May we continue to move and live and have our being in you, God. May we never be satisfied outside of you. Protect us through this festive season, God. And may we enjoy some good rest and family time. May we celebrate you. May we remember the reason for the season.